The Healing the City podcast is a ministry of the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. If you enjoy the Healing the City podcast and wish to support it financially, you can go to villagersonline.com, click the We Give tab, and follow the instructions. Thank you for listening and enjoy the podcast. All right, welcome to Healing the City podcast. Um, we, I'm blah, 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 blah. hold on. I practice this before I come. Did you know that? No, I do. All right. Welcome to Healing the City podcast. My name is Mark. I am a pastor at the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. Um, and I had a couple of start and stops for this introduction, and including the welcome. Yeah, we might just keep it all in. I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. Uh, anyway, I am here with Pastor Eric. Frequent host of the Healing the City podcast, and yes, he's also a pastor at the Village Church in Tucson, Arizona. That's great. Yeah, uh, it's good to be here. It is really good to be here. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm glad to. I could podcast all day. Oh yeah, it's fun talking. It, I'm it a talker. Is. Yeah, I like to talk. So we were going to. Uh, we had a meeting yesterday, and we were going to talk about something, and the meeting ended up going in a different direction. Um, and so we were thinking, why not just talk about it here? Cause yeah. it's something that's good for all of us to know, yeah. um, in community. If you're in community, if you're at the village, if you're at another church, if you're just kind of interacting with people, it's right. just a good skill. Yeah. Um, something to know. So we're going to talk about, um, essentially sir, how to ask questions. Yeah. I think how to ask questions in discipleship, how and, to listen to someone. Yeah. How to help someone talk yeah. about their story, yeah. about what's going on. Yeah. We can yeah. call it a little bit of an intro to that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's, this is a big topic. Yeah. So there's a lot to talk about. So yeah. try, So Eric, talk to us about uh, asking gonna, good questions. I'm going to start. Where do you want, where do you want to start? You're going you're gonna to inter, interrupt and help me kind of process this out. All right. Sounds good. So let's start with the idea of the priesthood of all believers. Um Right, so you, you and idea. I are priests. Yes, yes. Uh, we find this in in First Peter, uh-huh. uh, and the priesthood of all believers is important uh, because it's all. So we'll start there, and this is kind of a shift from the Old Testament. Yeah, and that there was the um, Levites who were all male and were a tribe. Yes, and they were the priests, one of the twelve tribes yeah, of Israel. Yes, yeah. So now in the kingdom of God, as Jesus ushers that in through his resurrection and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, which is going to come up after Easter. Easter's next week to, yeah, to, we've got, to date uh, this podcast. What are we doing? Eight, eight, eight weeks or something until Pentecost? Yeah. Or no, six well, it's weeks. 40 days, right? Six weeks. After Easter. So yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, but Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, the priesthood of all believers, men, women, slaves, children, right? The yes. Priesthood of all believers. Yeah. So as a priest, you have duties and these are, you know, laid out in Colossians in Peter in Ephesians, all Paul tends, Paul and Peter tend to lay these things out for yes. us. But in general, a priest is somebody who binds up wounds and cares for somebody yep. right, and leads them into relationship with Jesus. So now we're all doing that for one another. So that means that we all take on this identity and engaging one another as a priest. Yeah. So what good priests do in my mind, number one, is they're info gatherers. I can't care for you very well if I don't have information, right? Yeah. I mean, I think people don't realize that. Yeah, well, that's the, you go to the doctor and you're like, hey, my thumb hurts. Right. And he so, doesn't oh, say, 
when does your thumb hurt? Exactly. Is it when you're moving it? Is right. it all the time? Like there's mm-hmm. questions to be asked yeah. about that. Yeah. A little bit more difficult when you're just getting to know somebody. You don't sure. zero in on their, you know, painful childhood or whatever yeah. it is. Or, but you're getting to know them. And when you get to know them, you're trying to figure out a couple things. Like, one, just what was their growing up experience? Like, where did they grow up? Yeah. Um, and then a lot of people say, oh, where, you know, where are you from? And they say, oh, I'm from Michigan. And Okay, well, that's nice. You know, and then people talk about the weather. And, ah, Michigan's cold. Oh, well, I came down here. Yeah, yeah. But we don't stop and we don't say, so what was it like to grow up in Michigan? Yeah. Like, what were the cool things? Or, you know, how, like as a kid, what was, uh, what was it like? Yeah. And then they'll say, they might tell you a story about, you know, you know, water skiing on yeah. Lake Michigan or about uh, throwing snowballs. And then you can, you got, well, these- you also, you also have sort of the big things of like, we often say, oh, I grew up in, Michigan, for example, right. let's just say Michigan, um, since that's what you well, yeah, we chose up. Michigan. You know, I say, oh, I I grew up in Michigan, and you go, oh yeah, cool, it's cold there, but like you don't know, did I grow up in Detroit? All right. Did I grow up in inner city Detroit? Right. Did I grow up in the suburbs of Detroit? Did I grow up in the farmland of southern Michigan? Did I grow up in the UP? Right. Up in the UP, which is an entirely different experience. Right, right. Like there's there's so many. Like even within the context of Tucson, right? I'm from Tucson. Yeah. Oh, where did you grow? Where did you go to high school in Tucson? Right. Like, where did you live in Tucson? What was your experience like? Yeah. Like, there are more questions to be asked, right. even in that very simple, where where did you grow up? Yeah. So if I meet somebody from Tucson, and the first question, if they, I find out they're native, I'm like, well, where did you go to high school? Okay. Yeah. And then they tell me, oh, I went, you know, to Palo Verde. I'm saying, oh. Okay, so when, you know, depending on their age, and then I have a connection if they're, they went there in the seventies and I can say, Oh, did you know my dad? If there's later on, I'm like, Hey, I, we played against you at Rincon. Like, yeah. what was your experience at Palo Verde like? You know, yeah. I hear it was this, you know, and this, Oh no. And then you get kind of a little expression or like, you know, I'm going to, you know, there's some villagers who answered these questions this way. So like <laughs> Michigan and they're like, oh, you were in Ann Arbor and Ann Arbor's kind of, you know, liberal. Like, well, what was it like being a kid growing up? Like, were you wealthy? Because yeah. Ann Arbor's wealthy? No, no, I was more poor. Well, what was that like? And yeah. that, what was that experience like? So you're just building information. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, you might ask somebody like, hey, how are you doing? And they, they say, well, you know. It's a good thing I'm not sad today. Or yeah. I'm not sad this week, or you know, or I'm really happy this week. And you're like, oh, well, what are you happy about? Or are you sad all the time? Like, what you know, when did your sadness start? It, it's really just trying to have open-ended questions to build a structure. Yeah, right. And there's a technique to doing this that's really fascinating to me as you get to know people is in you're talking to somebody and they're talking about their life and maybe they're saying, well, you know, I'm an engineer. Maybe, maybe you've known them for a while. And so you're just like, how was your week? And they're like, well, you know, I was doing this with my kids and yada, yada. And you start asking them questions about, Oh, what was soccer like? Okay. And then you say this, this is really key. Uh, Did you ever play soccer when you were a kid? So you move them from, this is what I did this week. Yes. To, an experience in their past, yeah. right? As a kid. And I think that's really key, A, if you're trying to help someone grow, um, if you're trying to figure out who they are. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we did, but then yeah, my parents went to church on Sunday, so I missed soccer games. You're like, oh, 
well, what was it like going to church? Where'd you go to church? What kind of church yeah. did you go to? What was that experience like? And then you ask them those questions and they answer them and there's a pause and you say something like, well, what happened on Saturday? Like how, well, how was your Saturday? Like you just completely forget about what was happening yeah. in their child and you ask them about their Saturday and you kind of go back and forth, back and forth. And anybody who's talked to me now, I've given you my secret. <laughs> you'll see me do this a lot. And some of what I'm trying to do is, is for myself. And then also for the person I'm asking questions, make some connections. Yeah. The more I know them. Yeah. Right. Uh, because our childhood forms so much of who we are. Yeah. And so I, but you can't just sit there. It's very awkward to talk about someone's childhood forever. And it just seems weird. Why are you asking me all these questions about my childhood? Well, and this is, this is the thing, even in having this conversation about how do we ask questions is there's a, there's sort of a, I, I experience a mild, like rising in myself, like an, an emotional, like going to my head in experience of like, Oh wait, you're at, why are you asking me all these questions? Like you want to like you're just trying to get information from yeah, me about me yeah. so that I can be like manipulated or so that I can you know there's there's an element of that sure, sure, of resistance of it. resistance to it um to being known by another person. Yes. Yes. Like and so in the context of this conversation, I think it's important to hold on to this is in the context of we're caring for each other yeah, in relationship, in community. Right. Um, like there's there's a purpose to it in the kingdom of God yeah. as priests to care for one another. Right. Because like you said earlier, I can't care for you if yeah. I don't know you. Right. And and I think that uh, I think it's really good set up there. I do think one of the things that is so absent in our culture is people listening and people knowing. Yeah. So sometimes if you're a good question asker and also a good reflector, so somebody's like, ah, I was really happy this week. And I'm, you either can say, oh, that's cool. Or like, what, what were you happy about? And then they start telling you and you start exploring that and you're like, yeah, this was awesome. I'm so excited that this happened. Your man, your week was amazing. Like you've listened, you've affirmed their experience and probably they haven't had that. Yeah. In a really long time. Yeah. Because I haven't necessarily had that. We don't listen as people well. Like, we don't ask good questions and we don't listen. We really are waiting to tell our own stories. And I even see, I mean, I've been doing this a long time and teaching that you shouldn't tell your own story. And I still am sitting there listening to someone and I'm t- thinking about the story that's similar. This is my experience of this. Oh, yeah. I, c- I could yeah. tell this. Ooh, I can respond with this story. This story fits really well. Or oh. or sometimes their stories just trigger your own story. Yeah. And then you want to tell it. Yeah. And then it doesn't become about them. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't use your own stories. But what you have to do is be really careful and how you do it to help people connect with you. So, yeah. Um, I think that's the important part. So where you don't dominate. Yeah. Um, so if somebody were to say you're, you're sitting with them and maybe you've known them for a while or whatever, and they're like, yeah, you're like, how you doing? Well, it's, it's a pretty, I just been sad all week. Okay. Well, like, well, what have you been sad about? And they start telling you about what happened this week. They got in a car accident and this happened and now this is a problem. And, and then you start thinking, yeah, I'll remember that one time I ran through the stop sign and wrecked that Thunderbird and man, that was really hard. And I should tell this story cause it's pretty funny. Or I can say, yeah, when I was younger, I got in a car accident and I, I felt like I needed this. Do you need this? Like, is yeah. that something you need? 
So you say, I understand your experience. I had something similar, but this is not about my story. Right. It's actually, I didn't know I had a need. Do you have that need? That's your, you're reflecting back to them. This, right. this happened in my story. Can I, how could I help you? Yeah. 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 Like, Oh, I, I understand an, a piece of what you're experiencing. And this was helpful for me. Is yeah. that, yeah. Is that helpful for uh, you? So it's identifying, like knowing that people have needs, I mean, or, or like even on the happy side, if like, you know, they're like, oh, I just got a promotion and then they start telling you all about the things and, and they're really happy and excited. And then you say, oh yeah, you know, my wife just got a promotion and we threw this big party. Like, are you going to throw a party? Like, what are you going to do to celebrate it? <laughs> like, so you're still saying, hey, like my, I have this important, cool thing to happen yeah. with us. She got a promotion just like that. But no, this is still about you. Like, what kind of party are you going to throw? Like, what are you going to do? Yeah. And then they might say, I don't want to do anything. And you're like, oh, what's going on there? So here's, here's the question that comes to mind for me as we talk about this is that we're in the priesthood of. All believers. All believers, yes. So as I walk in community, I am interacting with a lot of different people in community. Yeah. Um, and we're all kind of trying to help the other person tell their story. Right. And so we're kind of doing this back and forth of like, oh, yeah, like uh, my week was, you know, my week was okay. But how was your week? Yeah. Tell me about <laughs> your week. So I think there's a tension of like, how do I know uh, when I should push deeper into someone's story and when I should offer what I'm experiencing, what's going through. Yeah, well, there's a couple categories. Number one, if you're thinking like God sent, God has sent me, like I have this strong pull to go to spend some time with Mark. Like I need to offer some things to Mark. Then you don't want to go and make it about you. Sure. Right. Um, That's important. So part of it is if you feel sent to a particular person, which priests often sent to particular people, um, so there's that element. I think the second thing is being a good priest is also being willing to be asked questions, right? So if someone asks you, Hey, how are you doing? Help them ask you better questions by yeah. not just saying, well, I'm, man, I'm okay. All right. My week's good. Yeah. Which means you might have to pause for a few seconds and think, how was my week? Well, yeah, I had some good time with my daughter. Okay. So get, my week was okay. I had a good time with my daughter. Yeah. So then I give them an opportunity to say, well, what, what, what's good about that? Like, what would you, what'd you do with your daughter? And you say, oh, I went out to coffee and we chatted and we were laughing it up. And it was just, it was a really refreshing time. So you can then help them. So if I'm vulnerable in telling my own story yes. and authentic in talking about my own experience, then I'm leading the other person. In being in, a in good being, priest. <laughs> in them, that helping them be good priests to me. Yeah. But also encourage showing them how they could be cared for also. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's a willingness to be vulnerable, a willingness to answer people's questions with more complexity. Sure. Even though there would be a simplistic answer. Yeah. Right. Because the simplest, like you might, one of the things like if you go to church and you get there early and maybe you ask somebody, hey, how are you doing? They're like, hey, I'm doing good. And then they're trying to get something done. The person who says, hey, I'm doing good should say, hey, I'm doing good. And actually, I'd like to talk. I, I would be so happy to tell you afterwards how what's going on would you find me because i want to tell you yeah um but i gotta go do this thing yeah right so there's there's a sense of like no i'm not going to shut this down or i'm not going to just make our relationship superficial like i want to have a deeper relationship with you but i need to go do this thing yeah so that's also important and that happens with you know in marriage when your husband's like hey how are you doing the kids are like and you're like yeah well we'll we talk t- about this <laughs> later later I, right? I'm, I'm not maybe doing- in five years when we're <laughs> awake <laughs> <laughs> right or that two days we get every yeah. year to be by ourselves 
and we just sleep for two days. <laughs> yeah. Nah. So, I mean. No, yeah. My, yeah. But I think there's an art to being a good question asker. And certainly people who ask good questions sometimes need to practice being vulnerable. But right. the reality is most of us are not listening well. Yeah. And I think the more information we gather, the better we can serve one another. Yeah. Because if somebody, you know, it, it, you want to be a good gift giver, ask a lot of questions and listen. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, like, he really likes the board games. Let's get him a board game. You know? Wait, have you gotten a lot of board games recently? Oh, gee. <laughs> oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah, that listener, that, that, that being, being willing to reflect back what you hear, even if it's kind of awkward. Like, I think sometimes we feel awkward. You say, oh, I, I had a really hard week, this, this, and this. And the reflection is, man, it, it sounds like that's really heavy on you. Like, that's kind of obvious. Yes. But even if it's obvious, it's a good thing to reflect back. Yeah. Um, because you're you're offering the experience back to them and giving them opportunity to respond. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, sometimes... And I see this happen with, at the village a lot, and it's probably something we have to help people with, is that they're good reflectors and say, wow, that's really heavy. But then they don't give the person that they're saying that to an, an in to be specific yeah. about how that is. So let's just say I got in this car. We'll go with the guy that got in the car, got in the car accident. And now like, I'm basically laying in my bed with my neck. And so it's made a lot for my wife. And And then you answer by saying, wow, that sounds like it's been really heavy on you guys. And you leave it there, then the person has to actually say, kind of work a little harder to answer it. But so if you what's say, the follow-up question? The follow-up question is, how's that been with your wife? How's uh, she handling that, right? Yeah. And then they can say, well, it's been really hard for her, and I think she's gotten kind of angry at me. Yeah. And then you're like, is there anything I can do to help you with that? Like, can I can I bring you a meal? Can I? Do, it gives you some action yeah. steps. You've gone in a little deeper. They feel cared for and known. And they're more likely to step into your life in that yeah. way, right? I mean, that's the beauty of all of this is just to really try to to allow vulnerability and in, in good listening and questions. So there you go. That's what I was. We were going to have a discussion about this, yeah, in leadership, but I didn't have. And a there's lots to more that. to talk about. Oh yeah, in this in this conversation. But yeah. now our yeah. leaders can listen to this podcast, and then we can have a discussion, and I don't have to talk too much more about it. <laughs> we can just discuss it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. And even out of that, we can maybe get some more questions to, yeah. to talk through. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Well, there you go. Thank you, Mark, for Thanks, uh, Eric. doing this little podcast with us. This is great. <laughs>